1: Pardon in the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. And Tony, I am so honored to work on a holiday with you.
2: And Tony Kornheiser, wait, Wilbon's not working today? I'd have taken the day off if I knew that. Hi, everything what? good?
1: What, you good would have preferred me and Isola? Who, 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 who'd, who'd you want to stick here with me, Tony, on the B team? Who would your chosen sub be as you just go away and.
2: What? I love working with you, Pablo, yeah. isn't it? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon apparently prioritizes holidays over Game 7s, so I am joined indeed by my great friend, Mr. Pablo Torre. And we begin today with that great ending of Game 6 between Boston and Miami. Don't worry, we'll get to Game 7 in a minute. But there wouldn't be Game 7 without that ending where Derek White got his hands on the Marcus Smart miss, and banked in a follow just before the buzzer went off. Pablo, your thoughts on how Game 6 played out and the shot that won it.
1: Tony, I think this was the funniest sporting event I've ever seen. And I do not say that lightly, but I say it because the way that I am most entertained by sports in general is when there is an ego on the line, when someone's story that they tell themselves about themselves is fragile and broken. And that was the case for both teams in this game. And the fact that it was broken in the Miami Heat's case, by Derek White. Okay, Derek White's a fantastic role player. Derek White is also somebody who was clearly, like, trusted to the inbounds pass. Always, you know, keep your eye on the inbounds passer. This is a thing you know in basketball. But the point is, Derek White fundamentally benefited from a random bounce. And for that reason, we have a team in the Miami Heat that became a favorite after going up 3-0 as an eighth seed, now going to a game seven on the road against a team that suddenly is terrified that somehow they are Goliath and David at the same time in the Boston Celtics. It's incredible what happened. I don't remember anything quite like it. I don't know if you do.
2: Um, I, I mean, you know the word fortuitous, I'm sure. Uh, fortuitous is an English major's fancy way of saying blind, dumb luck. And that's what <laughs> happened in this particular game. If, the, if Marcus Smart shot, bounces a different way, doesn't bounce how it bounced and where it bounced. If it bounces one foot differently, the game is over and Miami yes. wins. So it's fortuitous for Boston the way it bounced. Uh, if, if Derek White is impeded or jostled by anyone on Miami on his way to the basket, game is over. Miami wins. It's fortuitous that that happened. I don't really have much more to say other than... You know, Miami was in position to win. I think you can make the case Miami deserved to win, and Miami did not win. And to me now, this series looks like the Philadelphia series of a couple of weeks ago, where Boston yes. won game six in Philly, came back to Boston where they hadn't played well, got 51 from Jason Tatum, and, and they move on. That is their M.O. They Look, they did this last year. They beat Miami in Miami in game seven to go to the, the NBA Finals.
1: And that's why it's fortuitous for me as a person who works with a lot of people, a lot of sweaty people in Miami now, because I've been trying (laughs) to convince them all, Tony, that heat culture is fundamentally a psychological trick that you play based off of the result of something as opposed to anything real about your process, pun intended with the Sixers. And here we have a result, a result that absolutely negates that culture. And here we have tonight a Game 7 in Boston. So let's get to that, because The Athletic reports that Malcolm Brogdon will be back for the Celtics. And on the Heat side of things, all that culture and stuff, Jimmy Butler has vowed that he will be better tonight, adding, quote, we're going to win, end quote. So, Tony, the arguments for either team to prevail here, which team would you rather be?
2: Okay. So there is no argument you can make from Miami. You have Jimmy Butler's Empty guarantees that are just made of air at the moment. He's been doing Every it. Every game is the fourth guarantees. game. He's doing it. It is impossible to avoid the symbolism of what is going on here. That Boston, a city you know very well, that Boston mm-hmm. is coming back from 03. The most famous comeback in American sports history is the Boston Red Sox coming back from 03 and beating the New York Yankees. Boston. This, that's why people believe in this because it's happening in Boston. What is the most famous comeback in football? It is the Patriots beating the Falcons in the Super Bowl yep. after being down 28-3, and the owner of the Falcons is dancing on the field. <laughs> that is the Patriots. That is New England. That is more to the point, Boston. That's why this is going on because it's going on in Boston. I mean, I have notes. I have notes in all of these things that you have a city, and a lot of people resent Boston and resent everything that it stands for, but you have a city where these comebacks are part of the sporting lore. And it's impossible for me not to pick them. It's impossible. No,
1: Tony, it's also a function of talent, right? I mean, you watch these games and you realize, oh, The Miami Heat shouldn't actually be playing in a game seven if everybody's being rational about the hand that they've been dealt. They don't have anywhere near the talent of a Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler, I watched him score 56 in Miami against the Bucs. It was a command performance. It was incredible. He does not look like that guy right now. Maybe it's because he's tired, doesn't have the legs. Maybe it's because that was an aberration. Whatever the case is, I'm watching Jason Tatum eat his lunch. And so for me, it's not just the fact that they'll probably put Mark Bellhorn you know, courtside alongside Jason Baratek. It's the fact that the Boston Celtics, as long as they don't do the thing where they slow themselves down to the point where their half-court offense looks incompetent, if they play with pace, if they play with aggression, they're really bad at playing with, like, even a small lead, but put them behind, put them way out in front, and I believe that they're just a better basketball team, if not for the psychological tricks that
2: they play on themselves. I agree with that. I mean, when before the series began, I thought that Boston would win in five. And I said Boston was winning five because they're the better team. Then when Miami got to the point where they were up 3-0, and I figured, okay, game six, they're going to win game six. So I have been completely wrong on this. But it is just unavoidable that this is Boston and an 0-3 comeback, and there's precedent Again. for this. There's no, there's no other city that you would say that. It's just... It's different. We'll move on. Let's go to fabulously speculative football stories for 800, please. For some reason, Jimmy Garoppolo signed a waiver allowing the Raiders to effectively cut him and never pay him if his foot problem persists, the foot that just underwent surgery. That would leave the Raiders without a brand-name quarterback. Pablo, do you think this circumstance, especially since the coach of the Raiders now, Josh McDaniels, is his old offensive coordinator, could tempt... Tom Brady into a comeback.
1: Yeah, we're doing a little what's the word in the A Block today, Tony, because I don't think Tempted is strong enough to describe how Tom Brady feels about this scheme, which he has alleged to have tried when he tried to become a minority owner of the Dolphins and the yacht, and allegedly the Brian Flores thing came out of that. So look, he has tried this before to the point where the Las Vegas Review-Journal is reporting that owners may demand that he actually be contractually fully retired, in order for them to vote him in as a minority owner, so obvious is the angle that Tom Brady is playing here. And the larger question, which is so funny to me with this, is that the Raiders, other than maybe Tom Brady coming in to save them, what's the plan that they have? Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer and what? None of this is really adding up as a strategy for a football team that actually wants to contend.
2: So I love this story. I love it even more than Aaron Rodgers entering the dungeon of darkness. I had read that Brady wanted to buy into the Raiders, but I didn't know that he wanted to buy in like Connie Mack, where he would own the team and be the quarterback on the team. And so now I understand, as you understand, that that this is not going to be legal. But he can own the team next year and he can be the quarterback this year. Unless you think, and thank you for mentioning Brian Hoyer, or Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, or Chase Garbers from Cal is better. I, I go on this show and say what I'm going to say a lot, the same thing. I look at athletes who are trying to play deep into their 40s, early 40s, mid-40s, something like that, and I go, not everybody is Tom Brady. And what I mean by that is that Tom Brady is a physical freak. I mean, the average person, even a great athlete, can't do it. They can't go till they're 45. But you know who is Tom Brady? Tom Brady is Tom Brady. (laughs) So if Tom Brady thinks he can do this, and last year he had at least two fabulous comebacks, you know, in the fourth quarter, then I'd like to see it, wouldn't you? Tony, well,
1: that's the thing. I only,
2: I think Tom Brady may only
1: technically be Tom Brady at this point. He got rid of the ball faster than every other quarterback in the NFL because he doesn't want to get hurt anymore. You mentioned these games from his past in the earlier segment that we did. That guy doesn't want to get hit anymore, Tony. That guy in in, in Las Vegas now, the punishment's gonna have to... He's gonna have to absorb that. I think he doesn't want to absorb it. How can he absorb it? I think that's the push and pull. He wants to be Tom Brady. He is Tom Brady, but he's also kind of not.
2: But if he did it, and I'm glad we can do this story, because Wilbon would have said, we're not doing this story, but (laughs) I'm glad we can do it. If he did it and he had some success, Belichick's head would explode. Explode. Oh. Uh, Let's take a break. Oh, I want
0: this now. Coming up. Yeah. Good
2: point. The stars are once down, three games to none, but can push the Golden Knights to a Game Seven tonight. Will they?
1: And Tony watched the Indy 500 yesterday, so now we got to talk about it. Apparently, and I will have thoughts. Yes. Also, after the break, maybe yes. a thought, singular, but I thoughts, didn't. I didn't watch all
2: of it because it's on for like seven hours. I tuned in at the end and. I watch the end, but yes, and I watch all the time. As I will explain, I watch milk. That.
1: Right, this is the milk one, the one with the milk.
2: Hmm. There's like a I milk. I the milk. That's okay. the one with the milk, where you win, you oh, drink yeah, the yeah, milk. Yeah.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live.
2: Time to find out what's cracking with the commoners. Mail First, here and read it. Oh, this is long. Should I'll the stars be excited about the return of Captain Jamie Ben tonight or fear that it could disrupt? What's been working?
1: Yeah, the vibes around Jamie Ben's return in this series, Tony, are bad. I believe that's a scientific term. The vibes are bad because the guy, (laughs) I mean, look, to just recap what happened, right? Two minutes in, he gets tossed from the game. He's their captain. He's played a thousand zillion games. And Thereafter, the game collapses. They pull their goalie. Everything goes terribly. And after that, he says, you know, I was unfortunate that my stick was the landing point on that guy's face. So he is a liar. He got suspended for two games. They have won two games without him, but they've used him as this rallying cry. And if you're going to disrupt the little run they've had because this guy who did something terrible has become the gipper for you, like, no, I don't like this. I, I fear what happens to the mojo of a team that is benefiting from the bottom line to benefit one of their top guys.
2: I, that's interesting. I completely disagree. He's their captain. Presumably, he's the leader on their team. I don't see how it would be disruptive. He's the second-leading scorer over the course of the season. Yes. is? Um, th- yeah, I, no. I mean, I, I think they have a real chance... They're back in Dallas in game six, so I think they have a real chance, and I think he will help them. But beyond that, look at what we've had in the NHL and the NBA playoffs. We were looking at four sweeps. We got two, and now we're counting on miracles in the other two. Basketball's 0-150, hockey is four and 201. I'm, right. I'm rooting right. for a Game 7. I'm rooting for Dallas. I'm rooting for Game 7. I assume you are, too. I don't know how you couldn't be rooting for that.
1: Yeah. Mail More Game 7s in general.
2: No. Oh. how will you, Pablo, remember this Indy 500? I'm going to take this one. You didn't even watch it. <laughs> Please. I know Thank that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The Indianapolis 500 Facts. for me is something that I try to watch every single year. It is appointment viewing for me. I think it's a fabulous television show to begin with. But more than that, I think it is part of Americana in sports. I would say that the Indy 500, the Kentucky Derby, the Daytona 500, a heavyweight championship match, the Final Four. These are things that I think if you're a sports fan, you should watch, even if it's not your sport. I, for example, I don't care all that much about soccer, but I will watch the World Cup Finals. So I I don't watch all of the Indy 500. It goes on for a long time. I got lucky enough I tuned in, Pablo, when there were, I think, twelve or fifteen laps to go. And I said, okay, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be a half hour. I'm gonna get everything that I need out of it. Because I'm a sports writer, right? I mean, you're <laughs> a sports writer because you like all sports, not just because you wanna watch the NBA or the NFL. You you like all sports. Yes, you're but a general. Every time they went for a restart because there'd been an accident, there'd be another crash in 20 seconds and so the the laps eroded and they only had a one lap race they give it the green flag there's a one lap race a guy from second or third jumps up to the front and wins one lap it's terrible it's just not satisfying it was like a, a nascar a stock car race i didn't like it
1: no tony i i, I want to say this delicately as a student of history and i consider I consider you a historian the word Americana is a synonym for old stuff. You just named a bunch of old old stuff. I know, but I'm not, I mean, technically I'm 37. I'm relatively ancient compared to the people probably sending you the mail. But to me, you sell this by selling the fact that a tire flew off. I saw the clip of the tire, a tire flew off. Thankfully no one got hurt, but it dented a car like in a parking lot. The guy who won, snuck through a hole in a fence and got like essentially mobbed trying to crowd surf like yeah that stuff i'm into but you just had a bunch of stuff that in my mind i'm like oh this is like black and white and there's like let me
2: explain to people why you're killing the indie you grew up in new york city you never had a license you went to school in boston you never had a license (laughs) you're not a car person not a car person manifest destiny in america is the car enough email Let's take one last break. Still to come, the A's are stinking on an historic level.
1: And the Bucks have a new coach. Is he a good fit for that job? I got a license, by I mean, I will say,
2: well, that's good to 27. know. Manifest Destiny Age didn't start out with cars. It was like covered wagons. And then yeah, it was the train. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's cars. If you grow up on Long Island, it's cars. And I'm old. Yeah. I give you that.
1: Right. Yeah, manifest destiny. That is not how I thought that
0: that... Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at 89 bucks. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's INDOCHINO.com promo code PTI. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
2: Happy time, people. Happy belated 85th birthday on Sunday, Jerry West. Mr. Clutch. West has led the longest, greatest career in the history of basketball. He was an All-American at West Virginia 65 years ago. He was on the 1960 gold medal U.S. Olympic basketball team. He won a championship with the Lakers where he played for 14 years and was an all-star 14 times. West was so great as a player that it is his silhouette on the NBA logo. West coached the Lakers for three years and down the road decided Pat Riley would be a better fit overall West won eight championships as an executive with the Lakers and the Warriors. How's that Pablo?
1: Tony the first sentence you led with there that no one has had a better career in basketball is true because of the last sentence You said he built the Showtime Lakers. He built the Kobe and Shaq Lakers He went to Memphis was executive of the year there and then he was an executive with the Warriors as they built their dynasty The guy has had a life in basketball as an exec that is unparalleled before you get to the basketball part of it and Yeah, he was pretty damn good at that too
2: Happy anniversary, Pacers and Magic. On this day 28 years ago, these teams engaged in arguably the most exciting 13 seconds in playoff history. With 13.3 seconds left in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals, Orlando's Brian Shaw hit a three, giving Orlando a 90 89 lead. On the ensuing Pacers possession, Reggie Miller hit a three, making it 92-90 Indiana with six seconds left. With 1.3 seconds left, Penny Hardaway hit a three putting the Magic back up 93-92, and then Indiana inbounded to Rick Smits, who pumped fake to get three Rollins in the air and knocked down the game winner.
1: And this is why Reggie Miller is somebody who haunts my own childhood memories, because the <laughs> round before that, Tony, the round before that was eight points and nine seconds for Mr. Miller against the Knicks. And so the reality is that guy in two consecutive rounds was involved with the best nine seconds and the best 13 seconds in basketball playoff history.
2: Happy trails to an 11th straight game for the Oakland A's. The Astros hit seven home runs yesterday, beat Oakland 10 to one, sweeping the series and handing the A's their 11th consecutive loss. The A's are now 10 and 45. It's the worst record in baseball. They're unlikely to get better because next up is Atlanta. 10 and 45 record is the worst start of any team in the modern era. Oakland's run differential is minus 199. They have scored three Mm. runs or less in their last 11 games. (laughs) They're on pace. Hold it to finish 29 and 133. They have the Seems lowest bad. payroll in baseball and the lowest attendance. They should pack up and move to Las Vegas today. Right now, start the car right now. And the reason why
1: is because this pitch com thing they use in baseball now, where the pitcher's communicating with the catcher, they've had to mute it, Tony, because when they use it, the whole building is so silent that the hitter can hear, which feels like a problem on every possible level.
2: They were a great, great franchise that's over there now. One omission: Nick Nurse, reportedly agreed to become the next coach, head coach of your 76ers. Pablo, do you like that?
1: Oh, I like this a lot, Tony. I like this because that was the guy who figured out, better than anybody else, how to stop Joel Embiid when he was with the Raptors winning a title. How he uses Joel Embiid is the mandate for that man and his destiny.
2: Guys who win championships are fired within two years. It's unbelievable. Let's go to the big finish, the Bucks. Looking for a coach, reportedly hired Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin as their new head coach. Is that a good fit?
1: I've heard good things about him, but for his sake, I hope so, because there are a lot of big names, those fired coaches you just mentioned, and he got chosen instead of all those guys. But Mike Sorokic, Mike Soroka, excuse me, gets his first start for the Braves tonight since 2020. Your thoughts?
2: He was a terrific pitcher as a rookie. Atlanta grows terrific young pitchers. He's been out for a while, but he's got a soft spot to land. They're playing Oakland, I believe. The NBA is reportedly investigating whether referee Eric Lewis had a burner account on Twitter. Is that significant?
1: It's significant because the burner account went away as soon as people reported on it, which feels like the telltale sign that you're running a burner account. But Novak Djokovic won his first-round French Open match in straight sets. Are you impressed?
2: Now, I'm not impressed with a first-round match going in straight sets. I'm impressed with him. He's a great, great player. I'm not crazy about him, but he's a great player. Last one, Yankee starter Domingo German returns from suspension tonight. What are your expectations?
1: The same as my three-year-old daughter's, which is to have less sticky stuff on her hands all of the time. You got suspended for the sticky stuff. <laughs> Violet also struggling with the sticky yeah. stuff over this weekend.
2: Fantastic, yeah. you brought your daughter into the show, love it. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
1: And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe at www.pablo.show, production values, and now, Your sports center.
2: That's a cheap, dumb
1: sign. Get a better sign. No, it's not.